Hey everyone and welcome back to the Lucas On podcast. Today is a very special episode with the world's first living work of art. Uh, New Zealand icon, uh, definitely an icon for Christchurch, I'll tell you that. The Wizard of New Zealand. I first heard about him when I was basically a, a little kid. My, my parents told me, all the stories and all, all the kind of the, uh, the mischief that he'd got up to over the years every time he had uh, made the, the news cycle. Um, and it always kind of seemed like, a, um, like something that wasn't real, you know? How, how could this possibly be a real person? How could this possibly be a real thing? But then um, when I was younger, moved up to Christchurch and saw him in the flesh in Cathedral Square. Um, just an absolute... Yeah, icon for Christchurch for New Zealand um, and a warrior for free speech as well. Um, I think a, a classic example of, of why free speech is needed and um, all the kind of crazy, ridiculous um, things that you can do with it um, for good reason. I was a little intimidated coming into this episode uh, nervous. I think you'll probably be able to tell in the way that I kind of conducted myself and, and how I asked questions. But um, I thought it was a really cool opportunity to kind of put a spotlight again on someone who, yeah, I heard so much about as a kid and is still all these years later, still being an icon, still being the wizard. Um, so I really hope you enjoy this episode. We talk about a a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and yeah. If you're out somewhere, say the supermarket or, you know, the mall or something like that, you bump into someone, introduce yourself, and they are curious about what you actually do. How, how do you explain that to them? Well, not many people do want to know because when you say you're a wizard, their eyes go funny and they walk away. Or, <laughs> hey, you're the wizard, I've no idea what you mean. And they get this big thing start. So, yeah. I've got no criminal record, you see. That's the horror of it all. Mm. I'm not insane. I'm never getting any therapy. In fact, my, one of my, my double degrees in theoretical psychology. Mm. So, I can say, I'll join you in psychology, I'll, psych- I'll, I'll analyze you if you like. Mm. And they don't like that. Yeah. And the social, sociologists, most sociologists aren't normal people. They tend to be antisocial. They want to change the world, you see. That's their big aim to change the world. Yeah. Inevitably, it'll make it worse. Yeah. They can't for a second think that they should listen for a long time, study things carefully before they do anything so absurd as change the world. Mm. So, I change the world by turning upside down, mm. south up. So is that a change? Not that it is. You tell me if it's south up or north up. And if you don't know, how are you going to find out? Mm. And you get all these wonderful questions. You've holding that to all sorts of areas of philosophy and ideas. So I play with ideology. That's why I called the title of my book, Jack's Adventures in Ideology Land. Because mm. I admire uh, Lewis Crowell enormously. Extremely clever. Made lots of wonderful jokes, which most would understand. Mm. Um, on the meaning of words, on mathematics, and so on. And he also wanted to teach. He realised that young girls can be a great inspiration if they're listening to you and you watch their eyes. You can get you can get some big results because basically males love to show off to impress females. Yeah. So if you've got a bright young woman, oh, she could be teenager or later who's following your latest boasts and brags and theories, it inspires you to go further. Mm. So women act as an inspiration. 
and therefore Lewis Carroll's doing that is inspired. And Alice as a character is the first one I've come across since the Middle Ages where a woman is actually not intimidated. Mm. But she doesn't care. Just and just copes with what comes next and the next thing, next adventure doesn't sort of make out she's threatening it's how curious and curious and curious so Alice is a is an example I think of what I call a postmodern woman mm. and Lewis Carroll was looking into the future in many ways and when he his his idea of adventures in in, in um, Wonderland now that land is explored fully but who has explored ideology land Mm. There are so many ideologies, but they can be grouped into ones based on fertility and immortality, very common one. All those based on skill in selling stuff, buying stuff and trading in the markets, mm. which denies the importance of religion. It doesn't matter what religion you are, a deal's a deal, money's the same. Mm. But if you didn't, if religion was important, you wouldn't do trade with someone different religions because they're evil. So yeah. You see that money overrules religion quite quite early on in the 12th, 13th century, I think, in uh, Europe. And then you get the idea that, in fact, what's important is uh, to accumulate as much stuff as you can uh-huh. to look good. And this is the materialistic phase which science deals with. Science will tell you exactly how important matter is. Uh-huh. So medicine is entirely material. The body's a machine, you know, you've got a pump here and that there. The idea of having a soul never occurs to them, did I mean, it occurred to Jesus and Socrates, but not to their scientists, wouldn't yeah. say, you know, They're better than that. They've grown beyond Jesus and Socrates, these guys. Are really <laughs> and they're looking for the memory in the brain. No, their memory will be, it's, it's a pattern, it isn't a memory anyway. In yeah. fact, they say, matter is real. No, it's not. It's, mm. a, it's just a lucky chance that these things are, these little orbits of, of, of uh, particles happen to go in such a complex pattern that they make, make it solid. Mm. But solid matter is, in fact, just a series of random movements, or not entirely random. And so the whole idea that this is real, it's not going to work anymore. And that's what Einstein broke out of that, very important. He realised that there are what I call vibes instead. And that's why the hippies were inspired partly by Einstein, I think, because he solved incredible problems, had no idea what to make of what was going on. And he was the only one who could see through it because he used to sit and think and not do anything else for hours on end, like I do. Mm. Sit and daydream, don't do anything, but don't write articles in magazines, God. I'm just all perish. So he'd sit in his office and, and he'd go, oh, hmm, and then does that one. He didn't even be good at maths, he had friends with maths for him, but mm. no, altogether, th- these sort of people are outside, the, I'm one of those, something is odd about me. Mm. Wherever I go, strange things happen around me. I can't do anything about it. I don't believe in destiny. All I know is that I'm accident prone, but not to harm myself, but to disrupt the narrative wherever I go. Mm. That's how I start the fundamental issue at university. Mm. When a university appoints an official wizard, you've broken something so basic because universities emerge from the alchemists and the uh, astrologers and numerologists of the underground, and they came overground bit by bit as religion weakened they got more and more free to, to experiment. And by the, by the 16th century, 15th century, Roger Bacon, they were monks and they were scientists, and natural philosophers, actually. And so they, they made it possible to say that a person could be a religious person and still experiment with material phenomenon. Yeah. And yeah. then they cut the religious part out, checked out all the classical philosophy, and went for uh, pure materialism. 
deconstructing every blooming thing down to the fact we're now in a stage where if you believe you're fat and you're skinny as a rake, you are fat. Or if you believe you're a woman and you're not that mad to me, you are a woman because mm. they've, they've now moved into a subjective reality. Mm. They've lost trust in what's out there and they go into this fantasy world, which is really frightening, ideologies. Mm. You can kill people so easily, murder them, just because you've got the right ideology. Like the awful thing happening in the Middle East right now. Yeah. Murder stuff because they know if they can torture people and cut their heads off and, and, and impale babies and put them in the ovens, they're going to go to heaven. Hmm. And when they get there, wine and women have been wonderful time. They, these young men are stupid, of course. They believe what they're told, but the old bearded guys, the old bearded guys don't go out and die. They stand in the back and send them up to yeah. like you read in Iraq. So these poor young men can be crazed with, with, with beliefs that they're, that they're going to lay down their lives for the sake of Allah. Now, when I get up there, they might find a fat old um, Fatima and no wine. Wouldn't it be terrible? What can they do? They can't come back down again and say they've been cheated. Yeah. That's why it's handy to, to promise you things after death. You never found out. I, I, yeah, I find that really interesting. So, something that you mentioned in there is kind of this um, motivation, this masculine motivation that people, um, that, that men feel towards. Um, wanting to impress, I guess, the feminine energy, per yeah. se. As you said, you know, a lot of... We're the control system. They're the feedback system. Yeah. If they give you proper feedback, you learn. Mm. If they say, oh, God, what a wanker, and walk away. <laughs> so you've got to be there. You get them. The feedback is mainly visual. Not to say much. You have to look at their eyes. And I do that if I go in the square every day to watch what happened. I'd explain how women run the world, because I can give a very good theory that women, the world, women actually run the world because they control the babies mm. and their sons are the ones who become priests. Mm. The ones who don't get on with their mothers become adventurers and, 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 and warriors. They, they don't become priests. Mm. So the priests are mothers' boys. Mothers' boys then give the instruction that men must have babies. Why? Because if you don't have babies, you won't live, your name won't live on forever. But why should my name live on forever? And then you have these awkward questions. <laughs> So if you want to be immortal, you have a child with your blood and your veins and your, your genes and you get a name up in, in the churches and you go be in heaven or purgatory. So this immortality cult is very strong and that's how they first got control. Because hunter-gatherers, men did not have babies. They made it quite clear they didn't. Mm. Women had babies. Mm. And where did they come from? Well, first of all, sex is not the cause of babies. Sex is sex is sex is sex. You keep it as something that's particularly important. And if it goes wrong, it's disastrously terrible. Um, but babies, they say, well, we don't know. Maybe some little spirit comes in from outside, and like Jesus, you know, a little zygote gets formed that grows inside you. Now, all these things are useful fictions because we cannot get to the truth. We can have a working hypothesis, a useful fiction. Like, what is assume that sex causes babies, if we control... The women, we can have the babies, but if they say no, it doesn't control babies, it's up to these various events taking place. Maybe there's a connection, maybe not. But if sex is then seen as a means to an end, then you can argue post hoc, like Darwin's theory. You can't predict anything from Darwin's theory. So, what sort of theory is that? Mm. You look what happens at oh, we can explain that. No, can you give us a hint of what comes after this? <laughs> yeah. Now, in the physics, you can do that. Mainly in the physical sciences, most of them can be reversed. 
You can go backwards and forwards and back. But once a chemical reaction has taken place, you can't go backwards. Mm. You can't undo a chemical reaction. So time travel is a farce. It's ridiculous. It's very funny. But, and it's good for a joke, but it's not possible anyway. And also, if you, people want to travel forward into mm. some wonderful future. I'm not interested in the future. What interests me is the present. Mm. And the past is where you've made your mistakes. But I want to go that way. I do not want to go that I want to go up. Now, can I, how do you get up? You get high as often as you can. And that's done by making jokes, having fun, upsetting serious people, t- telling stories, and, of course, jumping a lot. I used to jump a lot when I was younger because <laughs> I'd love to jump in the air and keep going. That's my dream. Mm. And all totally children dream that too. Now, if that's a dream, is that coming from some, the brain itself? Did human beings actually do that in the before agriculture, when the shamans show their drums and the heaven, mm. when they believed they went up there and came down again. But all I know is I'd rather go that way than forward or backwards. Yeah, I have always kind of felt that that the kind of the want to travel forward and kind of exist in the future and see what the the future like does. It seems quite like a selfish need. Mm. Um, there was, yeah, I want there was, to be famous, you see. Then you can be famous. Now that's yeah, the worst thing wow, to anybody. Yeah. Look at the people. Those those, those musical stars. Yeah. they became famous. If they survived. They're very lucky. Mm, it's terrible. There's um, a really interesting quote from from your book um, where you talk about um, instructing your apprentices. You say, um, they must therefore obey my last will and testament, mm, mm. which was that for me to vanish in every way, they must devote their lives to destroying all records that I ever existed. Mm, mm. It kind of touches on the point. Why, yes. why would you want to? If you believe in nothing, you shouldn't want to be remembered, should you? Where's the point? Oh, I'll be remembered. Oh, come on. <laughs> ego again. That bloody ego. You make a fool of yourself. Is all you can do. Yeah. And also try and get this thing. But, you, but, but imagine my poor follower. I mean, they're all just simple guys. They like my stuff. Mm. The master says, I am. Oh, here we go. This would be love the master. You're just, oh, shit. But in doing so, they'll become famous. Mm. <laughs> Why are you destroying your own master's name? He told us to. (laughs) (laughs) And no one saw that before, has it? That's one of my original thoughts. Yeah, no, it's a good thought. And I guess the the kind of um, the question that comes from that for me is would it be in your wishes that this episode currently that we're filming would get deleted no, after you pass. Because I haven't vanished, you see. Because you haven't vanished yet, right. Listen, you look, I made, I'm still making mistakes by still being here, so obviously mm. I don't mind being alone my mistakes, but mm. if I made it through, I want to go all the way, just mm. completely dematerialise and go to the next level, which is like the particles, you know, where you just don't know. Yeah. Mm. One of the, um, one of your many antics that I was very interested and excited about uh, reading about in the book and just and, and doing some research was um, the vanishing from the senses. Mm. Now, uh, yeah, yeah, a, a long time ago, oh. um, I remember my dad telling me about <laughs> you, you going out on the boat on census night. Um, well, that wasn't vanishing. That was going beyond the legal limit. Well, I, I hadn't even yeah. heard about the vanishing. I just the heard about the boat. Yeah. So God. can you can you tell me about that? Well, having managed to get out beyond the twelve, the twelve mile limit, to say I wasn't in leap, and they had to give up the myth that it wasn't inside New Zealand's political area, economic mm. zone, but not political zone. Yeah. So they couldn't charge me. They had to cancel the case. Been on for years before they finally admitted they were wrong. <laughs> 
didn't pay any compensation. I had all the trouble, of course. Of course not. But my lawyers enjoyed the case. Yeah. Uh, I got to the High Court that way. The second case was I simply made a statement to the newspapers and media and government that I was going to vanish at midnight on census night and reappear at, uh, 12 hours later when the census was over. Mm. Now, it was their job to say I couldn't have vanished or I wasn't there. I could be out to sea in the boat. I mm. could be anywhere. Mm. Someone has to say they saw me. Mm. Now, I didn't even see myself, so that's an important part of it. And I'm not going to witness myself against myself anyway. You had to testify against yourself. And I painted stickers, which is, I believe there was a vanished. I've got a few at home, very few left now. And I believe there was advantage T-shirts. Yeah. I believe there was advantage. Now, what went on like this, they didn't like the government for what they were doing. It's getting mm. worse and worse. And it's so intrusive for these census people asking these impertinent questions. You need to, I'm a sociologist. Mm. The government needs a, a ground base for their studies. You need to know how many people, whether male or female, age and that's about it yeah. everything else you can get from random surveys from all sorts of ways and now you can put people down whatever you like on the form I mean, it's it's a joke they're vanished into, into a confusion now mm. there's on steady course all the time as mm. a sociologist and no governments need feedback from them and you know, mm. to plan their next moves uh, and i kept saying this but you're getting all these fake answers too people are so distrusting of it they're putting in things like a railway in how to get to work mm. by train from Nelson. Didn't mm. notice it. All these hundreds of people. There's mm. no train in Nelson. Yeah. They're fooling me in. Or the Jedi The Knights. Jedi, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, the Jedi is a classic, yeah. <laughs> they, see, they, they do not need to know belief. Yeah. It's like the Inquisition. Yeah. In fact, this is not their business at all. This is an ordinary secular state. Mm. Now, if you believe in something and you're a member of a church, they have a right to ask you mm. if you believe or if you don't, you should leave the church. You know? mm. I'll say, oh, well, that's the usual thing happens. But, so that was an example of that. So I said at the time, I put it in the then I went, I disappeared, came back again, and then put in a form in newspapers in North Island and South Island with all the dates. I believe there was a vanish, sign here, and they signed their name, and they could dress. Thousands and thousands signed these forms. Wow. I didn't see him. Did you see him? <laughs> no, must have vanished. <laughs> now, who else could do that and get away with it? That's amazing. There has been no one doing this in Australia, and yet they make out they're the, they're the guys who, who make jokes at the government. They're no mm. good at it. By far the best teaser mm. and practical joke that this part of the world has ever seen. Mm -hmm. But they get all this coverage for the, what do you call them now, these larrikins. Larrikins, these guys have. Minor, but the um, gigantic figure with his hat on. It was easy. <laughs> I go in the square every day and insult women. <laughs> but I praise feminists. I always praise feminists. Any woman who's so dumb as to call him in is my sort of woman. Mm. Fancy working for living, you can live for a guy. Fancy driving a car from driving around. Hey, you're stupid. It's all set up for you. What do you do? Oh, I love you. Can I marry you? You've got a slave for life. But no, no. So the feminists I always praise. That's the worst thing you can do is praise feminists. <laughs> and be scared to sit with the average woman who leaves school early and reads women's magazines and, and does their hair all night. <laughs> so it upset them. Because they do. Mm. It's like war. I love war. I actually love it. I just don't get hurt. Mm. So I've founded an army. It spends all its time preparing for war, getting uniforms. 
and going out to battle with each other, but they, but they have special weapons that are checked by the referee. Now, what more needs our referees for? And mm. It's just like rugby, and you better have more fun. Did you miss dinners and medals and, mm. and singing song songs, abusing your enemy? And battlers, and halfway through, out comes a lady with a little folly for the tea break. All that, that that's how to love war. Yeah. If you love war, you, did you fear war? And become pacifist, that's when they really start. There's nothing for subnosis. There's a whole interesting, I'm not a violent person like you. You're asking for it. Mm. The sadist is drawn towards the massacres, like a madman. Mm. <coughs> Almost idiots. <coughs> In Europe, he was saying it was a nice crime. It's better not to go. But he could have killed the Jews. Oh, yeah, yes, we mean it. Mm. So they went along with him until Sinatra said, I do not believe he's a good guy. He's a bad guy. Mm. We've got to deal with him right away. Mm. He almost lost. He almost saved him in Europe. Doesn't matter. Better to keep down fighting than to go. But imagine living under Hitler. My God. Mm. <coughs> and now it's happening in Israel. Yeah. They do something appalling. And they've been doing it ever since they, they gave the Arabs, the Gaza Strip. The Arabs tried to destroy them, they beat the Arabs back, and they said, come into the Gaza Strip, why not they did back? Next year, you know, underground shoulders, a must of them. Finance by the oil revolution from Iraq. <coughs> On kind of the, <coughs> the topic of war, you, um, something you refer to a couple of times in your, in your book is um, this idea of like artistic war. Oh, yes, beautiful um, war. Performance art. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, what would your advice be to someone out there who has something that they, they really believe in or that they, that, uh, you know, something that they think is worth fighting an artistic war over? Artistic war is fine, but mm. you must definitely expect, if you're not popular, you get booed off the stage, don't mm. carry on, stop. Mm. So it is a, it's a form of showing off. I mean, back to the shamans again. Mm. The shaman walks on a razor's edge. Mm. He's got both sides, both the logical and the loving side. The hate comes one way, and, and the attempts to stop it come the other, and you just walk that narrow line. If you join the love crowd, then the logic crowd gets you. If you join the logic crowd, the love crowd gets you, or the hate crowd gets you. So the emotion and reason both have to be listed. You have to transcend them both. Mm. That's why I put my cosmology in my book. In that book is the only cosmology that I think has been worked out. It's partly inspired by Todd de Chardin, who was pretty good. You know, there's no sudden break where the original sin comes into it. But it also leads towards a heavenly convergence. It's not mm. going out, it starts to come in again. Mm. And this is, in his writing, very inspirational writings. He's not a reductionist, mm. but you use reductionism to check your theory. And you need to check them, and maybe let's just look at the, oh yeah, it fits together. So the whole is always different and superior to the sum of the parts. Mm. It's not just the sum of the parts. And that's where I had to have a part at the top, like a hole in the theory, where you go through the hole in the theory, which I call heaven. Mm. But the amazing thing was I found the location of heaven. This is extraordinary to happen. Having worked out that the Big Bang was reached by winding back time, until you come to the first signs of radiation, when you say, well, where did it come from? It comes right back to one spot. Mm. But there's no reason for it, and it shouldn't have happened. 
There was no space, there was no time, there was no intention, so it, should, it shouldn't have happened. It's completely explicable. Mm. Outside, no clue, fair enough. Now, supposing there's the other thing going up, that they're not just going out, but going up and inwards. So you've got, this is tired shadow's idea of tang tangential energy and radiant energy, where gradually they might come together. So you can look at things getting better and better and better, more and more um, musical, more artistic, more logical, more metaphysical. So you're heading for excellence in the three things that the Greeks made, and I mean, I, that's all we're interested in, truth, beauty, and goodness. Mm. Uh, not morality that can be higher, which you are. It's about having a set of the rules. It's like a football game. Mm. A really good football game, you have to have a very strict set of ethics. Mm. It's absolutely it's great. Burly fellows have got to watch every move they make just in case they get a yellow card. Yeah. Now, that's wonderful to watch that. And also, I love sport because it has no meaning. Mm. There's no point to it whatsoever except for fun. Yeah. And that's it's so gorgeous, isn't it? How can we do, spend so much of our time having fun? I'm together. Spent nearly all their time dancing, singing, and having fun. Mm. Except painting mountains sometimes, diverting rivers, a bit of landscaping there. Uh, and of course, there's a bit of sculpture. And there were some of the best, their paintings are as good as you can do today. Mm. Peter Gray, I said, this stuff is. How did this, how could they be so right? They weren't uh, uh, ugly monsters at all. Mm. But they just didn't believe in immortality. They believed in living in the present. Mm. And also, didn't, men didn't have babies. They said, women have babies and we have women. Mm. Now, women have to, once a woman has a baby, mm, poor kid, but at the age of seven, every male baby has to leave mother, or they'll get swallowed up by her power and end up mother's voice. So you've got to join them in. But women don't go near the girl babies and stay with them too. So you get this different system whereby a boy will be full of incredible, powerful testosterone and hormones for the first few years to protect him from being absorbed into the female world. Mm. But, and they're pests. I mean, small boys are truly horrible. There's nothing I say disgusting. Oh, small boys. But they, they cool off. <laughs> they get better and better until yes. they find you in a lovely old codger. And yeah. you can't be an old codger. Mm. Whereas women start off as sweet little heart. They're so lovely and so charming and nice. But they get tougher and tougher until you finally get the archetypal old lady. Mm. And they are terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> So you see it sort of this these are changes now. This isn't many books, this is all my own stuff I made up. But the idea of, of finding a woman who'll work with you is back to the alchemists again. There there was they could form a unique being, hmm. an androgyn. Now it's not a body, not a body, it's a relationship. And the male and female in their roles and their meaning systems and in their interaction sexually and mentally and spiritually can create a, a higher being under the, the Anderson. So I've been working on since 1971, mm. when I realised that anyone, any male who deserts the female, who's fallen in love with them, is doing her terrible damage, like a woman having a child and abandoning the child. Mm. Something happens to young women who are romantic and sensual if they, if they make this remarkable sexual reunion with a male. It's very powerful. It may not be last forever, it's long enough to, to bring, bring together the completely opposing forces of yin and yang. So you bring them together, you work on the idea of a constant battle, like a seesaw up and down, she's running that round, you're in this round, and the war never stops. Mm. It's the war of the sexes. Mm. And that's the real war. The others are just playful games like football. Don't mm. <laughs> war, it didn't matter. I've been going on for such a long time, and all the rest humans based on that. It's hilarious. 
So we have to give it fun. And you also, if you, you never have one side win or lose. If one side loses, it's all over. They're, mm. just, they're just gone. They break. Yeah. So, so that's when you have to stop. And uh, it's very dangerous when it happens. But still, so that's another part of my mind, which is in the cosmology. Mm. But I have got love as a dynamic in my, in my cosmos. Bios and Philia and Agape and Eros. Love is a, an expression of identity. Mm. Has no purpose. It just ha- can't be helped. Plants grow. The, why should I grow? <laughs> uh, cats have, well, cats not a good example. Mammals typically have, have offspring, but they mm. stay with them, look after them. Amazing. Mm. Why? It, it, see, but well, they didn't. They died. That's not the point. How do you explain this particular, what, what sort of energy is that? And so you say, it's a form of love, and you get to the highest one, agape, then you understand the saints better, and you understand really good men who put up with awful things and don't turn nasty. Animals, too, can be treated very badly, but they're not affected by it, they recover. Mm. And, uh, it takes a while, if you use this for energy. So this is the dynamic. Intention is always important. Not... Um, the combined t- intentions there, and it's like a field, like an electric field, you've got to charge. And when you get to a certain point, it discharges, and that's the love coming out, can't be helped. That will affect the environment around it, particularly the one it's aimed at, and that comes together to produce what I call a system. Now, systems theory is pretty good. You, everything comes into the system, input, output, uh, you get upgrading and downgrading, Really, it's an example of information theory, which is very, very handy and changed my view of things when it turned up in social science in, in the structural functional theory that everything is in a, some sort of loop of control and feedback. And the loop gets wrong, the whole thing is out, out of control and it's happening now. They're being fed a lot of lies on a massive scale and it's going to cause terrific problems. The best thing to do about it all is to show that you're not affected by it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely no difference. Like, you can even say it's like an idiot. What, me worry? You know, it's the thing. I'm not worried. What's it? Because this is a, it suits something that gets you worried. Right, let's assume that human beings are all equal. I assume that anyway. I've known all my life that some kids are not very confident, not very strong, not very smart, and they're the sheep. Others are confident, strong, and smart, and they're the smart sheep. Then you get one or two who are really extraordinary people who are very smart but hide it. Mm. They don't want to be stand out. And then you get the wolves. Now, the wolves don't know they're talking about, but they, they can convince people that, they, they, that, that they're actually fakers. They're wearing shepherd's clothing. Mm. I've come to help you. Now, when you hear those words, was it John Cleese said, for your life, the strangest words in, the, in language. I'm from the government, I'm here to help you. That's <laughs> so helping people isn't possible. You can't help them. You can help yourself and help them at the same time. Mm. But if you're doing it for their sake only, there's something gone really dangerously wrong. Mm. That's when you become a masochist and your trouble starts. Mm. On, on the topic of intention, mm. um, something that I found um, interesting that you talked about in the book, the, the, the idea of the, the fun revolution, um, the idea of a revolution mainly for fun, where both means and ends were the same, yeah, appealed important. to me. Mm. Success or failure were not the most important thing. Um, I, I think, you know, we hear a lot about the idea of, of um, I think exactly that, like loving the process of something rather it's than the process, means to the end. It's process thinking, in fact. Yeah. 
it changed from Marxism to process thinking in the social sciences. Quite a few people went over to that mm. and they became existentialists in the process. Particularly those who study play and sport and music. They're going to mm. have to, they can't take the materialistic view anymore. Yeah. So you're right about that one. How, how is that, how do you feel like this has kind of applied to you over your, of your history, of your life, you know, the, the idea of kind of living um, living and, and um, revolting for, for fun thinking about this lifetime rather than kind of the ego trip that comes mm-hmm. at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, I've experienced this a lot, um, learning skills, playing piano, you know, like you, you've just, you kind of learn to love not being good at the song. Mm-hmm. And then the moment you can play it, it's like, well, I, I'm going to move on to the next one. Yes, it's, it's all over the next step. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, one door closes, one opens up, we keep going, all that. the whole of evolution goes on that process. Mm. Certain animals get us sort of far, next one takes a bit further, a little bit further, a little bit further, all the time. Mm. Some go off and just say, no, you don't have any consequence, but we are the convergence of certain things going on in the universe. And what I see is unique in us is our sense of humour. Mm. Animals don't have a sense of humour, but they like to play. Mm. And they chase their tails, and that's why I like to watch the dogs chasing their tails, and the cats get all excited and grab the curtains, you know, <laughs> with their eyes blazing. Yeah. Think, oh, yes, that's a superior animal, but I can't see a cow doing that. No. Or a horse. No. Horses, they can, it's very sensitive, but they, they, can't, they do a bit of rolling on their backs. Of it. And now they do run around the paddocks, and I'm just judging them. Uh, but a lot of animals have no sense of play at all. Mm. I mean, you get to reptiles, zero. Mm. They don't have offspring. And look at the brain, there it is at the back, the reptilian brain. Mm. That's about feeding, drinking, um, fornicating, um, reproducing, um, attacking other animals, fight and flight. All the basic stuff is there. Yeah. But then comes the mammalian brain, which is all about empathy and recognition of friends and family and so on. And these things are make up a large part of the brain. But then comes the dangerous bit, the frontal lobes. Mm. And that's where the theories are, mm. the ideologies. And if they can stuck in there, everything you do is to make it work. You, what about changing the ideology in your right hemisphere? Oh, what do you mean? Well, it's, it could be wrong, couldn't it? No, of course it can't be wrong. <laughs> Because I live my life, but you could be wrong. No, no, no. How many woke people do you know who would ever admit they're wrong? Mm. And they're doing the most terrible things mm. destroying children, destroying, you know, wrecking women's lives, becoming obnoxious, deep, cancelling even around they don't like, and all down for the, because, because they love, because they want to help you. So that whole thing over two hemispheres, a wonderful book on I, um, Ian McGillchrist, which means. It was after I wrote this one. It's about these two hemispheres, how they interact. One is instrumental. Like every bird, a bird pecking for a worm will use one eye to look for the, to look for the word to get the worm. Mm-hmm. The other one's saying, what's going on around just in case I'm... So half your attention is to your environment, the other half is to the task in hand. Now, if you stop looking around your environment, you get an ideology clunk, and you spend all your time... Uh, in doing things whether you like it or not and you can become really active and busy and destructive mm. and they can't learn they can't mm. learn you do the same mistake that's what Einstein was saying you can't solve a problem unless you look at it in different terms than that caused it mm. that's right I'm, I'm playing four dimensional chess there are four dimensions in my series all of them 
Einstein paid three missile chests. He lacked the upper levels of psychology and sociology and philosophy, but he did have a playful mind like Richard Feynman, another one of these playful football. And so he could um, concentrate on, on a picture which is nothing like those of a two-dimensional player of chess. He's seeing another line going, and even Donald Trump shows signs of spotting a deal. Mm. I don't know how he does it. And he said, he can hardly pronounce a sentence properly, but he's playing a game, he's so smart, he keeps ending up doing the right thing, but no mm. one knows how he does it. Mm. Peace accords, let's get the economy going again, and everybody hates him so much, mm. which I think is half the thing. They're picking up something there that's alien, and they don't like it. And I think that's in me the same thing. I think too up something about me that's alien, and it scares them. Mm. So I'm the funniest guy in the city. There's no criminal record. Who ever harmed? But the point is, it's that different thing that scares them. Mm. That's probably why no one will, let, will invite me to speak anywhere. Why I'm not to, where the square is wrecked and they're happy, they don't see the mind. Mm. I get no debate with the arts centre. They look like all these things, young shits, you know, all these plans for you to battle. How about the other army? How about more wizards? How about talks on the meaning of life and new cosmology? Now, in the 1970s, I could do that. They were happy to have me talk to them. And I even put a lecture series on cosmology at that time. Mm. This is my book. That was there. So look, this, that what I'm going to do is argue against it. Yeah. Here's the books. Here's my theory. Now, just just falsify it for your gene. Now, if I don't do that, what am I going to do? I don't know if it's true or false. I have yeah. no idea what it is because no one even discusses it. Why? That's the point of it being a theory, right? To yeah. be tested, to uh, be. So, what am I going to do about it? Yeah. No, I'll, I'll, bluff, I'll bluff my way through. I'm bluffing. Right now, I'm bluffing. Mm. I know their stuff is worse than mine. <laughs> they decide to go against me, and I give them heaven in exchange for. I'll accept the Big Bang if you accept heaven. Mm. Both are cosmic are centers of the universe. One who is going towards being dragged down and everything else is being drawn up the other one. So you've got one pull this way, one pull that way. It makes sense of most things. Mm. But the idea of believing in heaven would drive them crazy. Mm. Like a lot of ideas how to, how to bring the Jews into our, into our world by pointing out that the British, the British by a series of remarkable events and long history, their, their royal families inherited the, uh, the, the bloodline from David. Hmm. So Now, this stuff is completely chaotic. You c it's, it's a useful fiction most of the time. But if you choose to believe them, you could then bring to come together with Christians, the Anglican Church only, of course, no other Christians. You've got to join the Anglicans to do this. You've got to have a sense of humour. You've got to have a, a royal family that, that isn't, you know, all, all full of rituals and stuff, but just, just go for the motions, saying, I don't know why I'm doing this, but got to, it's my role, I'll do it. They don't take themselves too seriously. And then we could bring up a, a new combined religion, the Second Covenant, because the Jewish religion is a very important one for two reasons. One, it's social. You don't do that to get personal salvation. Mm. They don't do I'm saved, I'm saved. Oh, you want to do I think all the time. It's the people that count. And if your deeds protect your people, you're a hero. And also, you can't see God in any form. And another thing is, of course, is that there is no heaven or hell, so it doesn't matter. It's the, it's here, and that would be a correction for Christianity because Jesus was a Jew after all. Even though I don't know quite how much of it you believe, but it makes a very good set of parables. So you go, now we need the Jews on our side. They, they're smart. They've got this wonderful history of talent, which is, which is incredible, mm. and they do very good things and very bad things. So, but because you all of them are talented, so that would be a unification. 
which would then be can then uh, sort the world out according to a very simple set of rules about forgiving your enemies. You know the idea of no race race doesn't count, and all these other And what does matter is um, forgiveness. And this mm-hmm. means then we hit the big one, and this is really skipped in my book, of course. We cancel all debts. Mm. Can you imagine what would happen? Mm. Not currencies. You need them, cigarettes and prisoner war camps, but cancelling debt. So what is economic debt? It's a. It's saying the present isn't real, but the future is. Mm. That's when you get your profit. Yeah. So we start by living in the future and making a mess of the present. Yeah. But can you imagine holding a jubilee? Year? You used to hold jubilee years. It's, that would be a real... Now who else is radical enough to want to cancel all deaths? <laughs> <laughs> only the wizard, huh? But in the process, if, yeah. if you forgive people what they owe you, you'll be forgiven what, what you owe to them, but usually it's one way only. They'll be forgiven, they're not going to be able to look out, yeah. 50-50, mm-hmm. only if you accept the fact that you've been forgiven by those that you owe debt to, can you forgive others and vice versa. Mm-hmm. It has to be reciprocal, mm-hmm. like, like some obligation. There are no human rights without obligations, but no one lists the obligations mm-hmm. on my rights. Right, your obligations. What are they? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you talk a lot in, in, in your book, and you just mentioned it there, the idea of like uh, useful fictions. Mm. Um, I was curious, kind of, what do you feel like are your personal useful fictions that you tell yourself that you believe that has um, led you to have kind of the ideas and, and be parts of the movements and I can't part. believe anything. I can't believe anything. This is terrible. Yeah. So I have to say, well, I'll drive left hand side the road. It's useful fiction. I'll believe the earth is north up. No, south up. Useful mm. fiction. I'll go to south up. No, you choose your useful fiction. Mm. We cannot live without useful fictions because they're artistic. Mm. They have real effects. They mm. work in real time. If you if you go along left, drive on the left here, drive on the right there. If you stick to the, this particular fiction, you'll be all right. So fictions work. Mm. Now this is an idea came a long time ago, and I picked it up as as a way out. We don't. We're not paralysed by moral relativity. Mm. Relativity could paralyse everybody. But if you use useful fiction theory, you can get out of moral. You can escape the trap of moral relativity. Is the 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 like the wizard as a show as a character as a part that you play in the world do you consider that a useful fiction oh yes yeah that's how we do it in the first place at university i sat down with the vice chancellor said now i've got an idea here mm. i like the part of a wizard mm. and you back it up blah, blah, blah. but before i do i wanted the students to have a say in it so i put out this document now they all thought this is kind of a trick or i was mad so <laughs> this is the, the, the wizard is a stooge of the vice chancellor, Dick, or the vice chancellor's stooge of the wizard. Hmm. Now, that's more likely because no one else is doing it anywhere else in the world. Looks like I'm the one behind the flop. <laughs> and they said things like, the, the wizard is a fool, hmm. or tick this one, the wizard's making fools of us all. Hmm. The wizard was fired for being incompetent. The wizard was fired he was too confident in that instinct. There's some stuff that really they didn't like to hear in my thesis. I had the best results in the department. I was the first academic sociologist of this coming into, into Australia. The guy who was in charge of the department knew no sociology. Mm. He was about a political scientist, a Marxist, 
a Jew who'd come from a kibbutzin. Now you can see that a kibbutzin who hates the family. Well, no mother, no, don't leave mother, no, kind of lad, no, don't be equal here, no motherhood. Mm. That's, it's like Plato, it's Republic. Ah, you know. I mean, I was a teenager, I admired it. I thought, well, we can really run the world this way, shit. Mm. Denying mothers the love of their children, denying men love of it. It's just absolutely a vulnerable thing to do. But they did it because they're idealists, you see, the idealism. Now, I like idealism as part of the uh, testing ideas out. Mm. You've got Bishop Barclay who says, if a tree falls in a forest and there's no one there to see it, did it happen? And they say, well, someone said, no, no, no one did it. And they're stuck. Mm. Or you can say, uh, the universe is an entirely material phenomenon. There's no God, there's no will, there's no will in it, there's no power. It's just random events and patterns. Mm. And you say, well, look, you can have a theory. Now, a theory isn't true or false. A theory isn't a material thing. It's a useful fiction again. Yeah. How can you do anything without useful fiction about carving a bit of wood, anything? Mm. And that's where um, Aristotle is very good, generally, on the, the types of cause. Yeah. So all the way along the line, the, the idea of useful tablet is useful to who? Now, the fictions coming out of the World the, uh, Economic Forum are devastatingly dangerous. Man's a bloody wizard, and he's got all these algorithms going out, and he's destroying everything that's important on the planet. He's not just doing it because he's wrong, he's doing it because he hates. He's actually a is a Nazi type, and he's doing it. And they go there in their vast numbers, they gather around him, and they all admire him. And he's a thicker, he's a thicker, he's a very, but he's got this incredible presence. He looks in the eyes, like Hitler. Not really smart, but God, he had the, the eyes, you know. And he has the gospel approach. But somebody looks too much like Davros from the, um, from the Doctor Who series. <laughs> he just looks exactly like him. <laughs> That's a wears, good point. Yeah. And, and also the Daleks are like his, his followers. I mean, ah. his, his, young, his young youth leaders are so thick. Yeah. It's either true or false, they have to ring up master. So they can't say, let's do a compromise. You're either going to be all take the jab, or you're going to be locked up. You know, there's no sort of maybe some people shouldn't have the jab, or maybe it's a, there's no con, no consultation. The sea levels are rising. Well, it doesn't look like it here. Some places they might be, but the guys kept yeah. That they look at the overall. There are about six cycles going on, and if you look at them, they all cancel each other out. So the whole thing is based on a very limited amount of information. Garbage in, garbage out. So they won't listen. But the best people like that have a long-term geological changes. They look at for thousands of years. So you've got this problem with useful fiction. It suits them to have that belief. Now, he believes that he is essentially saving the world by bringing in compassion into what was previously business practices. Mm. Now, business practices need... The trade unions were formed by the Christians, all Christians, because they're good people, Christians generally, to protect the workers from completely being really torn apart by these greedy bosses, like Dickens describes. Mm. But the trade unions got managed to form enough social credibility that they, that they could modify conditions, and they began to improve the conditions. And then the Marx had predicted the conditions would get worse and worse and worse. So he had to alter his theories. He altered his quotes in the blue book, so he changed the facts. Just like they do with the climate changes, they're changing the, 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 the temperature figures recorded in various places. They're altering all of the depicting the, 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 the data so they can prove their theory, as Marxists do. But still, the working class would rather be middle class 
and have a TV and dental care and all that sort of stuff, than to join the revolution and see what happened in Russia. So <laughs> he had to, they had to change. So he said, God, this is not going to work. Make him rich. The workers enjoy that term. Did he claim on bourgeoisement? Mm. These, these Marxist Jews. So what can we do? So they chose something that couldn't be improved. Skin colour or gender, mainly skin colour. If we say that skin colour determines your consciousness, there's nothing they can do about it. They are never going to get out of that one. Mm. So they use that, and that's neo-Marxism. Skin colour by itself determines your your character. Mm. Now, I, I'm a sexist. I do not think females and males have got the same consciousness. They're very different. So I wouldn't apply certain rules to women, which I think would harm them. Mm. But as far as I was they could do that to me. It wasn't by me at all, but I couldn't do it without leaving the result. If they cause a lot of trouble, uh, well, they're anybody. And if you're a mother, women do this. They're the most awful children. Absolute brats, they hell of a time. And mother's always there for them. And that sort of constant source of love is what we all get members. And that's what you pass on to the women in your life. That's, that's how I see it anyway, so tit for tat. Mm. Um, and then you've got to have, now what about the shepherd's love for the sheep? Now that's a tricky one because the world is full of fools in shepherd's clothing. Oh, well, I'll, I'll become a shepherd in wolf's clothing. I'll become the, the bad guy, the evil wizard. <laughs> No one likes wizards. The religious people think wizards are terrible. Yeah. And scientists, they're insane. This guy is clearly insane. Please, in astrology, no. Yeah. And in the bureaucracy, when it comes to, they got to put this form in name, the wizard, and they hate it so much. So I mean, this is good. Everyone really uh, upset about it all. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah I, I think you've demonstrated through through the through the years of being the wizard. You're very good at upsetting people. Yeah, You're no, very no, good at no, them. Not for harm. Not for Just harm. Just because they're being, being bullies. Yeah. And I'm pushing back a bit. Yeah. So if there's any record of me doing any harm, they'd have brought it out years ago. If you know all other newspapers. Mm. Oh scandal, was it this that, and the other? Mm. What what about you do you think follows kind of the archetype? of a traditional wizard, and where do you feel like you vary? Well, I can't do it much because it's been set by the Arthurian legends, I think, for mm. most people. And in there, um, it's, there's no sign of his awareness that he's got to be very careful of women. He gets done by one, of course, but there's no mention of that. It's the important thing to learn. In fact, he, he destroys Arthur mm. by giving him the woman he wants. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it makes him lie yeah. and appear as a husband. Now, that's disgusting. Mm. It's vile. So that's a bad act to start with. And then, of course, the, the, the Morgan Le Fay knows about this and goes for Merlin. <laughs> so that would be where I'd criticise it. But the idea of wizards are like druids. Mm. Uh, the threesome, all my stuff's based on threes, triads. Um, it's also um, a bit like the shamans. The Northern Hemisphere. They don't seem to be like in the Southern Hemisphere. The shower, they've got their drums, and the drum, the drum beating, and the dancing gets them to an ecstatic state, but not through drugs. I'm very suspicious of drugs. It may well be that the first agricultural revolution took place in Kolbeji Tepe, that place in Turkey, because they were brewing beer. Mm. They wanted to get. They were making bread or something from the wheat, from the grasses. Now, never done before. Six thousand or eight thousand years ago, they began to settle down, and not not infinitely. They began to go to this one place where they'd all feast on wonderful food. Like they used to go to Stonehenge. Every Hebrides, 
They all went to this one place. Mm. That was a real pilgrimage. And they'd bring the food with them and so on. But it looks as though that's where they may have been, had these big troughs, which were made out of stone, which the archaeologists looked at the, what was on the surface of a stone. It looks like the residue of some sort of ale. And that could be the downfall of mankind. <laughs> the fact that you can have fun getting drunk. <laughs> Who knows? That's one of our theories. Uh, it wouldn't matter if you were, if you were somewhere safe to do it. Yeah. But in the right in that big camp with all the sacred temples around you, and then the next is, is a few miles away, about fifty miles away, is the first known town. Wow. Okay. It's underground. It's tiny little horrible little cells like a, like an insect nest. Yeah. And for the first time, there are figures of females being painted. Mm-hmm. Before that, there were no male, only animals. There were no males or females. So if you can get the, the, the idea of a goddess, mm-hmm. so I spent a hell of a lot of time dismantling the, the people like the, uh, um, what's it called, the Brotherhood. Um, uh, I knew it. The new, one that Bill and Boris found, you know, the, the, something Brotherhood anyway, mm-hmm. where they painted these lovely pictures of Ophelia drowning. Now these men are very, they've brought colour back into, into our picture. They, they upset the, the dull world of important portraits with these romantic illustrations. And so they took their, their stories from these great traditional heaps and heaps of stories, they could take them apart and, and they began to paint these beautiful colours and flowers. But they had these women in them. Mm. And the women, it, it turns out, were pretty thick. Mm. They didn't have much intelligence, but they just liked to be looked at, and they had lovely hair. Not even pretty, but they were like objects. Mm. So they began to worship this, these cult objects, which is the... Uh, so that's why it all fell apart, I think. And there was even one smart woman who was treated a bit bad for him. But this was the, the, the brotherhood of, the, of these painters. It was one of their great movements. It's also the earlier movement uh, in, the, in 1780 to about 1830. In which there's one fellow comes out, William Blake, who's very close to being a visionary. Occasionally happened. I'm not a visionary, but he was able to see things, which which pushed him onto the normal path mm. of life. But he wasn't uh, not full on cult. He didn't have any people following him. He was very keen on his wife. So, but uh, he was one of those things that pop out when civilization starts to weaken, cracks appear. Now the whole idea of mechanical reproduction of goods and services and the huge amounts of the lying to sell them, the salesmanship, creative psychology, particularly the whole subject really, that's led us to a situation which is very, very dangerous, not just polluting the planet, millions and millions of things, plastic bottles and corridors, not to raise the temperature, but the actual pollution stuff. Yeah. And visual pollution, that used to be as well. We'd go out to the countryside, look over the hills and admire it, and there are these wind turbines. Yeah. Not just hideously ugly and making noises and killing birds, but also they're toxic. So when they collapse in about 15 years' time, having made the owners rich, they'll poison the land too. And yeah. they're building more and more and more in the name of green. Saving the world. No, you're destroying the bloody world. These ones in the sea, the whales are going crazy. Mm. So the whole of the green moon is the worst and most dangerous enemy of the, of the world. They're the evil ones. They're the ones, the shepherds wearing the wolf's clothing. Do you share the same opinion on, um, like, solar, solar power? 
No, it doesn't matter so much. Okay. It's, it's so so. And yeah. wind pave, you haven't, you haven't got a new wind on your roof, hmm. have a little wind there to bring the water up. They've hmm. been using um, that uh, wind power for centuries. Hmm. And water power too. Scaled but, too yeah. much. So now now the it's idea of these gigantic things. Hmm. But the big thing is you can't rely on it. What's the point of an energy source that might suddenly stop in hmm. three weeks with no wind? Hmm. You'll starve. Mm. The whole system breaks down. There's no plan B. You mustn't burn coal. Mm. But we're burning coal to make that to, to charge the batteries for electric cars. Uh, then they're always going funny. Mm. Time is these people are really stupid. <laughs> but they want the money they get and they're gonna they'll be just like any other person. Don't question the guy who's on the make lies. There's a salesman. This car's fine, so don't look to and my, that's my, that's the function of my um, Facebook page. Yeah. One is me showing off and all my things <laughs> I do and all that I know. And I some of my females in my past, one of them was, she kept, she was, uh, she sort of, I didn't chase after her, but she got interested in me. She was an actress, mm. about 18, about 21 at the time. She finally had enough with me and went off to, to England. And Michael Caine said she's the most beautiful woman in London. Mm. And he was a typist. So these, you can even have a remarkably beautiful woman suddenly drawn. What the hell's going on? Mm. I don't care. But the main thing is that what I want is a woman who's intelligent, mm. who can read books and I can discuss ideas with and work with. And also, she must be romantic. Mm. She must be soggy, like, because my, my mother was like that. And that's why I love my mother so much. She was a complete sobby romantic for my father. It took years to catch him. You know, I'm getting married, no, no, dangerous. I want to live on my own to be a bachelor and eat my cherry and play chess with my friends. You know, yeah. You know, but but she, it's good, good, that was a good start. You know, to have a mother and father one like the others. Anyway, I'm sure do all this stuff. There are so many questions, aren't there? You know, stories to tell. Yeah, I mean, we, we only have a little bit of time left. So let me just, one of the things that I was very fascinated by is in in the book you talk about from a young age, you, you kind of decided to live your life in seven-year cycles. Mm -hmm. So I was curious about the reasoning behind that. Wasn't there any reason for it? Okay, <laughs> okay. Just, it was just, it just felt like, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, because I, I read that and I was like, yeah, that does, something about that does Kind of very mm. resonant. find my numerology. I've got a proof that I chose the time and the place of my own birth. Mm. And the odds against that are thousands to one. Mm. It's in my other book, which is not printed anymore. The nonsense I'm a name. Now, if you can, if you if you look at this, you say, well, it's quite simple. You can prove it. Wrong. Just prove that you chose the time. You do the same thing. Take these numbers. Say, don't do any adding up and dividing. You have to analyze, do factor analysis all the sins that occur. Now, it's all in the middle publication. It was done to annoy fundamentalist Christians <laughs> who proved the Bible was true using these techniques. But it turned out this, this guy left it off numbers had proved all this. It's absolutely outrageous. It's oh. the inner space version mm. of becoming the most important person on earth mm. because you're not, you weren't born by chance. Mm. I thought it was, but no, apparently not. But I, what can I do with it? No one's going to believe me. Yeah. If I could prove I was born... But how am I going to prove that neurology? That's going to work, isn't it? <laughs> so, but it's kind of the end. Yeah. Imagine people trying to compete with me. Yeah. I can prove I was born. Okay, off you go. Yeah. Big competition every year. Results coming out. Monthly numbers are 7 and 12. That's all I use. And those two numbers are pretty good ones, generally. 7 mm. and 12. 
Um, and um, out of nothing I come, just have fun. Into nothing I go. At the end of the show, something that you wrote. That wrote when I was very young. Mm. When I was about thirty, I suppose. That's would be my epitaph. Mm. Do you feel like this this does a good good job of kind of encompassing who who you are, who you have been? No, because there's, there's so much creative activities going on in between those two. The Alice Army battle. I mean, Jesus, this sort of dodgy just in the problem became. It's just been a long series. Of, hilarious, the phone box war. You know, mm. that, that was incredible. Mm. For weeks it went on with with this giant telecom taking on the wizard and his pension, and uh, then they had to give up. Even they didn't went wrong on them, so they gave up. It was so funny. <laughs> just about the colour of phone boxes. No, no moral implication. It's the colour I don't like. Yeah. That's it. The colour, yep, that's it. Sorry, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a moral case. No moral case. The, I don't like it. <laughs> you have such a, um amazing record of kind of um, outlasting people. I, I have it here as well. Um, in the end, the city council ceased trying to arrest and prosecute me for speaking out loud in Cathedral Square, made the area into a speaker's corner, and promoted me to a tourist attraction. Y- you know, you you essentially outwilled. In those days, yes, they were still human. Yeah. Now they become woke. Mm. They've got a brain that says, this is true, that's, that's false. They haven't got any ability to compromise. It's mm. gone. You cannot debate with a woke person anything. Yeah. You're either right or wrong. There's no, well, let's do a deal here. No, no deal. And that's why it can't be done anymore. Not a chance. Do you think that makes it um, harder to have fun and make mischief now? Or just potentially that... Yeah, because I like to have people join me. That's it on my own now. I must have right. other people joining in and getting the fun along with me. Yeah. But even now it's army, they, they are thinking that war now is a, is a bad thing. Mm. I know he's not. It's sadism and masochism. Are you a sadist or a masochist? If you're neither, then you should join the army. Mm. It's like children. I'm going to die. They'll die on the garden. Oh, good fun. Yeah. But uh, a, a masochist couldn't do that. Because they, they want someone to actually hurt them. They defer them. Until they finally get what they want. Ah, oh, boy. And not a lot of relationship like that. Between men and women, and even between men or between women, where one is hurting the other one, and that's what they want. Mm. But I don't want that to happen. I'm interested in that. I like to have a fight back if I get a criticism. <laughs> I like debates too. Yeah. yeah. What, what What about debates? And you know, because you're quite quite known for um, debating and, and shouting down mm. the Christians in Cathedral Square. You know, mm. kind of, and so. No, I didn't shout them down. I never went to their crowds. They mm. came into my crowd. They came into your crowd. If yeah. I went to their crowd, it makes it important. Interesting. Yeah. They came to my crowd and would make comments, and I would then play with them a bit, tease them, and in the end they'd be laughed at. I never had to call the police. In 30 years of peeking in the square, to call the police to, to calm down a crowd, to like wow. do it very well. Yeah. Just sit around this way. And again, when I finished my speeches, most commonly, because they were the days of the 1980s, I'd say, what do you think of it so far? And they all knew that the mob um, and wise reply, rubbish. So they heard me say, what do you think of it? They shouted rubbish, they were all happy. Because mm. we had fun. Mm. He didn't have to feel anything. 
Now, sometimes you need to achieve things if you're making something, certainly, but when it comes to expressing who you are, mm. it's all about identity, really. Mm. And I'm a male who does showing off. Mm. I'm an old male, so I'm cunning, and the young male should not attack me until they listen to me for quite a long time to, <laughs> to, to make out where the, where the, where the, the, the roopers are. I spent many years in, in outside the town of London, in Tower Hill, as a, when I was in the office in London. Mm. And that's where the last speakers were in England. Uh, one man, um, uh, what's his name, um, one of the late writer politicians, he, he learned his trade there too. And he used to listen to these guys, they did it so well. The way you deliver, the way you stand, and your disdain, and just sort of the idea of, of a public speaker, is a, it's like music, it's just like any other art form. Mm. Yeah. Do you, how much of that do you feel like was has kind of been a... Um, given to you through the the way you were brought up and your interactions and how much of it have you kind of honed as a, as a craft? Mm. How much of it have you practiced as an artist? Well, things went wrong for me quite early on because although I went to a good public school for a short time, mm. after the war, went back to the southern suburbs, I now found out I could have gone to Dulwich College because there was an opening to feel like from this other school. Mm. But no one applied. I didn't know I applied on my behalf. So I went to the local grammar school and I was hated. Hated by the headmaster. <laughs> he and I, the only one went to the second hand bookshop, the only, no other kid in the school was interested in second hand books except the headmaster. Yeah. But he hated me. It was mm. the weirdest. He was paranoid, schizophrenic, mm. he used to battle his keys like cane news me. And, uh, so, and he would take my papers out when I'm submitting, it was done sometimes. All my teachers hated my gaps, and I was down at the bottom, bottom of the class, bottom of the class, bottom of the class, all the way up. And then they created a school certificate where they didn't know who it was. It just had a number. Mm. I got a fantastic seven credits. They didn't know Because I wanted to leave, but my parents, being school teachers, yeah. sorry, but I never liked to make me stay, but that's when I began to develop a more scholarly approach to life. But really, that crap teaching was so bad. Mm. But you can read what you need a teacher for, and they're learning a skill. Mm. Just read what you feel like. They're reading Dante and Milton, all the wrong things, you know. Mm. Uh, but I'm not that clever, but I'm clever than most. Mm. Um, the up here are so clever, they amaze you, but they've got no common sense. Quite often their emotions are shot too, so I'd rather be yeah. balanced and fairly clever, clever enough. Yeah, I, f I feel like that's, that's quite a... Um that, that's what I've kind of experienced at the world as well. As we were talking about before, with with Trump and kind of other high achievers, they're so great at certain things that they can feel, yeah, almost alien in other ways because there's almost this imbalance of, you know, this this precision to make deals or you know, have this skill set, and then they've got chemicals, you've got peace deals, and they still hate him. Yeah, and they gave Obama. Nobel Peace Prize, the first day in office, mm. and he started wars everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so ridiculous. Mind you, the Liberal Party is destroying itself now. The hate has reached the point where it's no longer useful. Mm. It's just tearing to each other, and it's going to be terrible. Do you, do you, do you feel like pe people like that, much like yourself, kind of enjoy the fact that they're stirring up a bit of trouble? Well, they, what, what they did to us in 1945, when they joined with Russia, mm. they destroyed the empire that stood up to Hitler. Mm. Now, we know now that 
FDR did not want to declare war on Germany at all. Mm. If Germany and Britain all fund each other, you both go broke. Mm. Who gets rich? That's the First World War. America! Economic comes first, not honor, not truth. Mm. So that was what happened. But then they, 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 then they learned to get more on America, and no one knows why he did. It was a terrible idea. It came in on our side. Oh, yeah. shit. So he changed the name of the war to United Nations versus Hitler. It was British Empire mm. versus Hitler, but they hate the empire so much, we have to change the name to United Nations. But you include a communist state in that one. It's a bit, what do you mean by this? After the war, just two people, America, built them on this building, had all the controls. But America, but Russia was given the veto, so there's no point in doing it. If you give the veto, because couldn't stop. So what the United States ended up, they won the war, the, the war in um, Korea. That mm. was actually the United Nations war. They had no income, no tax base. Mm. They got no army. So what the hell are they doing as well policemen? Mm. What you get is a series of little bureaucrats being bribed and got rid of a known country or sent to the United Nations. That was absolutely terrible. United Nations was a terrible failure. And then they came out in the open with the World Health Organization, mm. what they did about the COVID thing. First of all, they said it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't infectious. What? Mm. And that's where they let all the Chinese go over the world. Then they said, it's so infectious, you can't go near anybody else, you're locked away in your house. What? But my mother's dying. It's so infectious. Lies in, not a liar. Then we've got the wonderful vaccine here. It's been, the death rate has gone up quite a bit because of the United Nations Health Organization. Mm. They actually made the death rate go up. Mm. It's never happened, not happened before. So we've seen a bunch of scoundrels and crooks posing as, as, as very important bureaucrats take over the body of the world. Now, Trump wanted to pull out the United Nations, I realised that, but he couldn't. Uh, but he fell for the, the magic vaccine, then he believed the magic bullet thing, it's suspicious, but he should have been looking more closely to what the experts were saying. This is not trustworthy. They didn't do the right tests. You're introducing, what, genetic manipulations of the cell? What the hell's that about? <coughs> this is like God. Schwab is a wizard. He was doing exercises in, uh, in Davos, in um, catastrophes, mm. one of which was the, the world pandemic. Oh, and it's the end of the world by sea level rises and heat. But long before it became profitable, he, he worked out what they could do it. Mm. <coughs> the training camps. Stooges with them, young global leader. Oh, I'm young global leader. Oh, Who are you? Uh, nobody. Someone like Helen Clark plucks them. So it's been a catastrophe now. I hope everyone stopped voting by now. It's time to realize that that's not the way now. The way is to discredit the entire intellectual classes, universities, to discredit the bureaucrats and the offices and to make your own life as you can. Play your own veggies, have friends, become real revolutionaries, drop out of the whole bloody thing, mm. but don't stop thinking and reading and arguing that's the critical part. And also, practical jokes work with you. Anybody that's coming at you, all right, let's go back to the hunter-gatherers. They had to deal with some very frightening animals, really big, dangerous animals, and they've got no teeth, they've got no, no protective devices. Mm. 
So what they do, they dig a big pit, put some sticks across, a few leaves, da, 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 down. Mm. That's how we do it. Mm. The Nilsa martial arts, they did use your enemy's hatred against him. Mm. Now we've learned enough to, be able to do this thing now. But I think we're going to need the idea of loving your, and forgiving your enemies. The Christian thing will get us through to the next stage of it. But when we stop believing that we're meant to be mortal, we'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why not be mortal? Because my ego is so important, I can't possibly afford to die and be forgotten. Oh, perish the thorn. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it seems... Yes, that's such an interesting framing of it. Yeah, it's so inherently selfish no, 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 and narcissistic. The first person not to believe in anything, I think I might that could be very strange. I don't know what happened to why me, I don't know. But to find the whole thing, barely being forgotten, this is really a wonderful way to go. Mm. But I don't want to die. It's different. Ugh, mm. failure, I've died. No, no good. But he died, yeah, to him, oh, yeah, you did it before she did, yeah, he went to heaven, yeah. You just see him go. And to make the whole thing into a great joke by turning the universe inside out, it can be done, it's a perfectly good model. Mm. So it's a great thing, and you might pass through, to heaven the way through, where there might be a jade emperor and some goddesses and do the monkey thing, I love monkey. And nearly all the Chinese peasants love monkey, King Monkey. Mm. And he's just like me, King Monkey, a real pest who loves a good fight and who doesn't get caught off in these other, but Buddha gets him in the end. But in the TV series, I love, Buddha was played by a woman, and that's perfect. Mm. Buddha was like a woman. Mm. And you were, you were born in the, uh, the Chinese New Year of the monkey, right? Yes, I, I remember that, yeah. There's lots of things in my life that come together. Yeah. Huge amounts of information. They're a bit resistive right now, and I must know, but I'm a, that many weird coincidences, which I did not want to think that should happen, but I can't be about it. Mm. But you think, why would no one in the Western world be interested in the fact that a wizard turned up, he did these things, he's got a lot of theories about cosmology, tries to get on the internet, and there's no interest. Think, yeah. And get away, bear, was it? it must be interesting. No, they'd rather have Shapet Chula doing stuff or some second-rate guru, you know, I'm against ego, and then the guy's sitting there, and they're all looking at his little brown eyes, and he's discussing how bad he is. Well, I think yeah. I think we're we're just about time. Yeah, um, so the the f- kind of final episode that I ask everyone who comes on the show. Um, because, you know, I'm still quite new at this. I want to get better. Um, what is something, as as a great public speaker, a debater, someone who's had a lot of conversations, has done a lot of thinking, what is something that do you feel like I could do in future episodes that could enhance the conversation, enhance the interview, enhance the connection, something that maybe you would have preferred that I had tackled. What I need is you to find someone who does not like what I'm doing, who thinks I'm wrong. <laughs> I need an attack. Yeah, okay. Like in the square. It wasn't until someone attacked me that I could need crowds. Yeah. The Bible lady, she came to stop me speaking. Mm. That's all she came there for. She said I was a sexist, a racist, I was evil, an anti-Christian, all that stuff. And that didn't work. So she came next to me to play her violin so I couldn't be heard. Mm. That's her hate. It was so strong. It brought a right to me. 
just perfect. Mm. I can just use that so well. I got her so angry, she'd strike me with her violin bow, and I'd forgive her because I'm a Christian. It was just perfect. <laughs> and the crowd just loved this. Yeah. That was the size of my crowd. I need someone to attack me. Yeah. Somebody. I've been cancelled everywhere. No one will say why. Mm. Yeah, because because cancelling, it's it's not even an attack. It's a silencing. Mm. They take away your career, your reputation, your friends, any income you had, and then the words start going around that you did something wrong. They say, what did I do wrong? What is it? Just we don't discuss this. Mm. You're weird, isn't it? It's so evil. Mm. Uh, I love debates because we can be wrong and admit it. Science is based on being wrong, yeah. and quite frankly, I had some wrong ideas when I was young. But if you believe in that Plato stuff, my God, the, the baby farms, the clues, and all, they believed in that stuff. <laughs> but I was 15, I was kind of 16, so yeah, you're terribly sure of these things, then. yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> look, at all up, look at these stupid adults. If I ran the world, I'd do better than them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like saying for me, and that's, that's the end of that point. Remember when I said, I've had enough here, been here 50 years. Mm. I couldn't be invited to speak at any school or any club, because I was, I was just not, they wouldn't say why, but no one invited me. But the record of, since 1970, being the icon of Croatia, they don't know that I'm the most famous person in the town. Yes. The elf in the room. Yeah, objectively. Yeah. Um, so I used to be outside the cathedral. I worked my brother to get to say the cathedral knocked down by the bishop. About, mm. about 10 people. Did everything we could and finally saved the bishop from knocking down our cathedral. Mm. It wasn't badly damaged. What a battle. Did we give any thanks for it? No, they all come over. Yeah, it should have been saved. Yeah, all agree with it now. And then um, the idea that um, I was, so this is, I've had enough. When they say I've, I'm, I'm a bad influence, sort of saying the council, I'm going to stand for me. That'll make a difference. Mm. The most famous person in the town, known for to speak really well, an oratory, well, the crowd's emotions. Best known name, best speaker, but not left wing or right wing. I'm not a capitalist or socialist, but oh, what are you? I'm a, I'm a romantic. Mm-hmm. I'm like the Lincoln people that found in Christchurch. They were leaving the industrial Europe to come here to start a, a better world, better yeah. life. Uh, the housing business is so well done. And I, I to at least I'll get some coverage and you can argue this. Not a, I know a lot of people to my past days, not a single reporter or journalist would even mention that understanding. Uh, not one. Uh, a whole lot. Radio, television, all these places. Not one. Yeah. And I had no money either. I had starved money since 1970s or so. Yeah. My income's gone like that from being reasonably well to, just to zero for the last many years. Yeah. So... I'm the victim here, mm. but I don't like being a victim, so if I do, hmm, you start the, well, there is one place I can go to, and that's the, the Facebook pages. Mm. So let's see what happens there. Well, I've been a set of brand, I know I am, I know the number of comments I'll be shown, but I don't mind. As long as they get those things up there, and put myself up there, people can get it if they want to. Mm. That's all that's left now, yeah. until someone will stand up on my side and support me, yeah. and nobody will do that. Mm. Nobody. I wrote to them, I sent them messages, no reply. Yeah. Free speech, no one has done more than I've done with free speech. I stayed in Cathedral Square for 30 years to find bans on free speech. Yeah. 
Right. Nobody else was doing that. You would have free speech in the university, of course you could have a law, a club, but you try to in the pub. And the whole point is it's free speech in the public square. That's the in definition. In the public square, yeah, literally in if the public in, square. In the yeah. public square, you're exposed to everybody. Yeah. No goons, I know. And that's what I did. And it lasted all those years. Not a mention ever did that now. Right. The new free speech unionist meeting this weekend, they're going to get together and say, this guy is really keen on free speech. And they'll ignore me now. Mm. Have to see here, it's not there. Yeah. Because it wasn't serious enough for them. Mm. If only I could be serious. <laughs> God. It's so hard. It is hard. It's boring. It's boring. It also puts people off. Yeah. The female, my, my female, my, my love slave sometimes, she would not like that I got serious. Mm. Oh, she got serious <laughs> all the time. That's where she's allowed to. <laughs> so that's that's whole being serious. What, what does it mean being serious? I don't really know. It means you're so, I think you become divine or something like that. This is so important. I no longer such as a normal rule of debate and argument. Mm. Well, I hope you like these, um, these, the pictures of this new one. This design, but it's strange, but it's like a menu. This is almost an amazing. Yeah, it's it's, it's yeah. such a good build. Yeah, do you want to let people know where where they can can grab a grab a copy and, and hear I more from you? No, I've been still doing it. I'd love to buy the bookshop and sell my stuff. No one will touch my stuff. Well, where can they come find you if if they want to? Oh, that's a health centre in those days. Yeah, and also that little looks that little caravan, the Custard Square caravan. Mm. Lovely bookshop, great people, old times, but they can't. Uh, and this is a big demand for books like this. They are doing all the books that five books each for this wonderful books. So wow. they're, they're working a wonderful job of being the best library come bookshop in the country. This is what I found in 1972 in Melbourne. Now, who on earth launched a political party based on British imperialism <laughs> in Australia? <laughs> Didn't charge at the door yeah. because we had entertainment so on such as a band which play on, on, people, on people's limbs and you know, false arms and legs and they, they put the holes in so they had a sort of artificial limb jam. My mother was there wearing a big hat mm. and we had extra verses to the Vicar of Bray, how you always compromise if you're in the church and so how you mm. do it. So this was, now that, it's all policy there, policy, policy taxation. So now it's almost 60 years I've been saying taxation is theft. Only in times of a real crisis, like war, do you ever have to do that? Mm. But think of the growth, it's like a terrible mole that's grown out of everything, and the idiocy of the people. But I'm waiting for the shift because I think the wheels are going to fall off on the chain. Economy is unsustainable, and because the, the whole idea of the, uh, the war between the nations breaking up, maybe a will stop the internet, who knows? Mm. But the voice cuts won't mind too much. <laughs> No, thank God. <laughs> well, that's us. Thank you yeah. so much for uh, you. for being on the show. Yeah, I appreciate your time. Thank you.